we're going to take a look at two births this morning. The birth of all of creation and what God had intended to happen through these great births that he brought through creation and through his son Jesus Christ. So if you will, I'd like you to turn to Genesis chapter 1, 31, or you can look on the overheads. I've got it there for you. How many of you know that in six days God created the heavens and the earth? All right. This book isn't talking about the scientific data that it took to take place. It's speaking to human lives, and it's speaking from the perspective of what we see God doing on the earth. The first day he separated light from darkness and so forth. And he said it was what? Good. When God did it, it was what? Good. It was good. It was good. Don't get ahead of me now. It was good. (laughs) Second day he created, and what did he say? It was what? Good. Right? Third day he said what? Good. It was good. Seventh day, sixth day, fifth day, fourth day, counting down. I can't count. It doesn't matter. On the sixth day, after he created man, and he created a male and female, he created them, and God saw what? Everything that he had made. Now, it's interesting he created man, but he didn't didn't make a declaration at that point. He created man, Adam, and then had him name the animals and then prepare uh, an understanding that he needed a helpmate. Then he pulled Eve out of Adam brought them together, and then told them to multiply, be fruitful, and so forth. And then he pronounced it, what? Very good. Thank you. Very good. Now, the word for good in Hebrew is tov. Tov. T-O-V. You've heard of mazel tov, right? Hey, mazel tov. Tov means good. Mazel means uh, trickling from above. It's come to mean good luck or blessing. Good blessing, mazel tov, right? So the word tov means good. And when God says something's good, it's good through and through. Morally, design, purpose. It's good in all dimensions. Not just a nice flavor, not nice aesthetics, but good in its character and quality completely and utterly good. So God saw creation and he said all of creation designed, purposed, functioning together. He said it is tov, it is good. He even says it is exceedingly good. All right? That means it bears his nature. For there is none good but God. Do you see what I'm saying? You see that when God looked at all creation, there was nothing wrong, nothing evil, no shadow of turning. All of it reflected His very nature and being. And God said, this is very tov. This is very good. And even in the word tov, if you look into Judaism and you look into the Kabbalah, the mystics, of Judaism, they say that Tav not only is good intrinsically and inwardly, but it has a hidden good yet to unfold that this thing is packed with good. So I want you to understand that when God looked at creation, it was so good. This is the birthing of His delight 
Creation is his delight that everything emanating from him into the physical realm and all that he made was purely, solely good, very, very good. And I want to press this issue. So please turn to Proverbs chapter 8 so that you can get an insight into how good this is. As a a matter of fact, how many of you remember what took place? Job tells us in chapter 38, while you're headed to Proverbs 8, Job 38 says this, that when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy, when? At the creation of earth, at the creation of the cosmos. God had already created the angel beings and so forth, and it says that when he manifested and created all of the universe, the sons of God, the morning stars, had a party. Why? Because it was what? Good! This is very good. If you could watch God do his stuff, woo, this is good. I want to see that. Why do you think the seraphim never stopped decreeing, holy, 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 the whole earth is full of his what? Glory. They saw it when it started. They saw it when it fell. They're going to see it to its completion. And they have a bird's eye view above the throne to see every act and action that God is decreeing over his planet. They can't stop. They're going, Tov! Tov! This is awesomely Tov! Good. We're under the sun, though, aren't we? And everything under the sun is kind of dark. And we're wondering where he's at. And this stinks. This is not good. But you've got to get out from under the sun and look unto the sun and know that there's a plan of action here and that everything's good. Amen? It's good. God has given you an up periscope. Get above this thing. Be seated with me in heavenly places. And you are a people who can tell the rest of the world who is scared and who's frightened and who is shuddering at the condition this earth's in. You can say, it's good. It's very good. Everything's going to be all right. Hold on for just a little while and look to the sun. Now, Proverbs 8 is an amazing portion of Scripture. It is mysterious, it is wonderful, and it is a declaration of wisdom. Now, it personifies wisdom in a female sense, that's all right. Wisdom, Sophia, Sophie, uh, is, is a sense of wisdom. But what we recognize in this personification of wisdom is, in fact, Jesus Christ. He is the wisdom of God. We know that. Colossians tells us that. Colossians 2.3 says that the full treasure of wisdom and knowledge is in Christ Jesus. He is the Logos. And if you want to hear a really good sermon on that, uh, download Wednesday night's sermon. I liked it. It was good. And it was all about Jesus being the wisdom of God, the Logos of God, the mind of God, the revelation of God. That's Proverbs 8. And so what it says is wonderful. Read it throughout the day. Does not wisdom call? Wisdom understands. Raises her voice on the heights beside the way. At the crossroads she stands. Beside the gates in the front of the town. The entrance of the portals of the city. She cries aloud to tell you, O men, I call. My cry is to the children of man. Wisdom's crying out to us. Jesus is crying out to us. The truth of God's word is crying out. Somebody listen. It's the Tav news. Tav means what? 
good. It's the Tav news. It's the good news. Wisdom is crying out. You heard it. Your ears were opened at some point to where you heard the good news. And you heard the news of what God said. Now what is amazing to me is we're going to get right down to the nitty gritty. And it says this in Proverbs 8, 30, 31. And I was daily his delight. Who is I? The personification of wisdom. Jesus himself. The word. Remember how did God create everything? And God said... Let there be light. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The Word was God, and nothing that was made was made without Him, the Word of God. He made all things. Christ created all things. And it says here in Proverbs 8, And I, Jesus, Logos, the Word, was daily His delight. For the Father willed it, but the Word performed it. The Word created everything. And rejoicing before Him always. So Jesus was Daily, the Father's delight, His wisdom, His logos, Christ Jesus, the Son, eternally, was the delight of the Father as He was manifesting the things that Father willed. He made them, and Father delighted in what the Word, His Son, was doing, and the Son rejoiced before Him. You with me so far? We're having a love fest here. We're having a blast. God's having a good time. He can't help it. Father can't help it. Son, woo, you go. I said, make a cow. You made that cow awesome, man. That cow is cool. And he's manifesting and he's having a blast. He's dancing before the Father. Father, you said, make the fish. Look at these. And Father goes, oh, baby, that's beautiful. Jesus said, you love it, Father. Look at how I made this thing. This is the ugliest fish, but yet it is marvelous. And you got to see this thing. I was daily his delight, rejoicing before him always, rejoicing in his what? Inhabited world. Jesus is rejoicing over this thing that is formless and void because it's in its embryonic state. And there is water that covers the earth. And then he calls out. He calls it out. I believe he put a soundtrack out there. I just have to believe it. I just said, angels, give me a B flat. Come on. Ha, come on. Had the choir singing. Now sing this. Come on, hit a drum. Hit something. Here we go. And now the, the land comes out of the water. Now once formless, now it has form and shape. And he commands it to come forward. Father, how do you like that? He goes, beautiful, son. Beautiful. They're rejoicing. They're glad. They're, they're happy about what's being formed. And so he's rejoicing in his inhabited world. In inhabited. He now creates. And look at what they delight over. And delighting in what? children of man oh it was good it was tov it was good it was tov this is good the first day light oh yes that's good you like it i love it this is good the word goes out and then the waters and the earth separate and the stars come in the sky oh that's a cool design that is awesome and then he sets the stars in orders and orbits so synchronized and so manu manufactured to perfection. God says, good, son, it's good. Word, it's good. Word, good. It's good until finally they shape it and make it. And, and Father says, oh, oh, this is very good. 
see the rejoicing here of the glory, the delight of God. Can you understand that God delighted in making man and everything else? Look at you got to get this. Everything else was made for man. But ultimately, ultimately, everything was made for man, but also ultimately, everything was made for Christ. For it says in Colossians 1.16, For by Him, Jesus, all things were created in heaven and in earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions, rulers or authorities, all things were created through Him and what? For Him. Now, all the physical universe was created for man who was to have dominion over it all. And in Psalm 8, it says, you have put all things under his feet. What is man that thou art mindful of him, the son of man? Right? That you would put all things under his feet. So all of this was for man. And man himself in all of this was made for Christ who offered it to the Father and who made it. So what I'm trying to get across to you, and I hope I've done a good job, that the Father delighted in the Son, and the Son delighted in the Father, and it was what? Very good. Now you've got to get something here. Now you've got to understand something. But then came the fall. Now, did that destroy all the good that God had intended in his creation no because it says the lamb was slain before the foundation of the earth i want you to get this in your brain and in your noggin that do you think god didn't know what was going to happen and what was coming he knew he looked at all things now i want you to see when god looks he sees beginning from end doesn't he When it says he looked at all his creation, don't you think he already looked and saw the fall, the devastation, the wars, the the killings, the murders, Satan, the fall, and all the depravity and all the destruction, and yet God had a plan even for that, and that plan was what? Very good. God had a solution to a problem that didn't even show up yet in time, but God had a solution that was not only just going to get by, but in fact was very good. A solution that the Son delighted in for the Father, and the Father delighted and rejoiced in the Son because all that He created was a plan. And all of this plan was going to manifest and work itself out to a day when all would rejoice and say, It is well. This is good. This is the sovereignty of God. And even in the beginning, God rejoiced. Even yet to see what would be a calamity. He had a plan that was what? Good. You'd think God made a plan like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do now? I don't know. Put your finger in the dike. We're going to have to solve this problem somehow. Anybody got a solution? I don't know. Let's just destroy it. We'll save one family and try again. No. The salvation of Noah was unto a plan that was perfect and was very good. All of it. So fast forward 
to the day when Jesus came. It says in Hebrews chapter 10, before Jesus came, we hear recorded in the Psalms a conversation between the Father and the Son. The writer of Hebrews picks this up and he says, look at in Hebrews 10, 5, Jesus said this, sacrifices and offerings you have not desired, but a body you have what? Say it again. Prepared. When was this body prepared? Revelation tells us before the foundations of the earth. When everything was what? Very good. Very good. You've prepared a body for me. In burnt offerings and sin offerings, you have taken no pleasure. Then I said, now here's his delight. Behold, I have come to do your will, O God, and it is written of me in the scroll of the book. God had put this good plan into the planet Earth and into the prophets. He hinted at it to Adam and Eve when he said that the seed of the woman would crush the head of the serpent. He said, there's a plan here, Adam and Eve. There's a plan here. And the next thing that happens is death comes in through Cain and Abel. But I want to tell you, there's a plan here. And then life propagates. And then sin comes down. The angels come down and mingle in Genesis 6. And the seed is corrupt and mankind becomes corrupt. But God said, I've got a plan here. Noah, you're going to save mankind so that the Redeemer can come. Because I've got a really good plan that's coming. And he saves mankind so that Messiah can save the world. And so Noah is saved. Then Abraham comes God's got a plan and through Abraham Isaac Jacob and then his sons Israel and through Moses he begins to put this plan into motion and to purpose because what kind of a plan is it it's a very good plan it's a plan that is great that was designed until the day of his birth when Jesus comes and Hebrews 12 2 says look to Jesus the founder and perfecter of our faith for who Uh, who for the joy that was what? Set before him, he endured the cross. There was a joy, a plan, a purpose. He knew what was set before him. This thing was planned from the beginning. So I want you to understand something. That the beginning, there was great delight and great rejoicing at the birth and dawn of creation so that when Christ was born, There was rejoicing and delight in the fulfillment of God's good plan. As a matter of fact, I remember some kind of a story. There was a bunch of angels, weren't there? And the angels came to the shepherds and said, Behold, I bring glad tidings of good news for this day in Bethlehem a Savior is born. And the angel's trying to get the announcement out and the rest of the angels who were with him couldn't, couldn't help it. They're like, you read that passage and they're, they're, they're like right on the heels. Are you done with your speech yet? Are you done? Are you done? And what do the angels want to do? What do the angels burst forth and the sky lights up as the angels sing glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. This is the same song that they sang back at creation. It's the same concept that when God said it was good, now it has become what? Very good. For Christ has come to redeem 
mankind and for the joy set before him. The joy set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So we see and we think, if God's such a loving God, here's a typical atheist view right now, if God's such a loving God, why does he let all the evil in the world? Do you want him to eliminate all the evil in the world? It's got to start with you. Because there's none righteous, no, not one. God allows evil to allow you to find him. It's an issue of free will, but you need to understand something. This thing's not spinning out of control. This thing is not uh, without a good and purposeful plan. When we get there, we will see that from the beginning, you're going to see the design of this thing that the Son delighted in and the Father rejoiced in. Now we look at it as a mess and we question Him. But I want you to know from the beginning, it never was. So when Christ was born, all that was set forth as the good plan from the beginning was now manifest in God the Son. And now it's roundup time. It's harvest time. Because this plan, this good plan, is coming to an end. And God needs us to tell the good, the Tav news. There's good news. How does this story of Christ's birth, the birth of creation, how is it that it was God's greatest delight and greatest rejoicing? And that when Jesus was born, his greatest delight and greatest rejoicing, and then when Jesus rose from the dead, breaking the power of the grave and death was his greatest delight and greatest rejoicing. He beat death and sin completely as he had planned from before time, and he's going to return and resolve and redeem this entire creation as he had planned from the beginning of time. God's in control. What does that have to do with me? He's doing the same thing with you personally. God saved you, rejoicing and delighting in the plan and the purpose he has for your life. You may have messed up, you may have failed, but God's got a plan that he's delighting in with you. He is. And in this day and in this hour, he is calling to you and he's saying, this is good. Proverbs 8.35 says, Whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord, but he who fails to find me injures himself. All who hate me love death. Proverbs cries out. This perfect plan from the beginning cries out. It's very good. What does this have to do with you? Because I want you to understand the majesty, sovereignty of God. And understand one thing for you. That back in the beginning when God said, this is very good. When the Son delighted, He was the delight of the Father. And the Father rejoiced over the Son. And they're rejoicing in a plan and in a creation that's very good. God was not limited to just see the trees and the grass and man there. 
but he was also able to see the plan of mankind and all of human history throughout all the eons of this plan working to be very good, but even more than that, he saw you. And when he said it was very good, he meant you. He meant you. That it is good. Because he not only saw all of everything in its totality, he saw everything in particular. And he saw the mess you would make, but the plan he had to save you. And he knew the failings and the shortcomings that you'd have, but he has a plan for your life that is what? Very good. For we have become his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which He has already what? Ordained for us to do. Back in the beginning when He said, this is very good. He knew who you were. He knew you would come to Him. And He knew that His work in you would be very good. That's Christmas. The gift is a very good plan for you. Let's bow our heads. Oh, God.